0: Supercurriculars, UCAS Clearing and the Sweet Spot of Confidence. Welcome to Better Uni Choices. Welcome everyone. This week we have a look at supercurricular activities, what they are and why they are so helpful and important. We also learn about clearing and how to find the confidence sweet spot. So let's kick off with supercurricular activities. What exactly are they and why should you be bothered? You'll all have heard of extracurricular activities, things like sports, games, clubs and community activities that you do outside of your studies, but what about supercurricular activities? Perhaps you've heard about these from teachers or advisors, but aren't really sure what they're all about. If so, keep listening. Supercurricular activities, like extracurriculars, are things you do outside the classroom, but the difference is that they relate to your studies. They are activities that extend or stretch your knowledge beyond what you do within the school curriculum. So why should you be bothered with them? Well, to me, the reason is pretty simple. And it goes back to last week's feature where you might remember we had some careers advice from Dave Grohl. If you want success in music, his advice is simple. Just play. And so if you are genuine that you want to learn about biology, economics, marketing, creative writing, physiotherapy or engineering, then why on earth would you decide to restrict your learning entirely to the classroom? Why wouldn't you find other ways to learn? Want to learn all about marine biology? Dave's advice would be simple. Just do it. Find ways to learn about marine biology. And if you can find some interesting, different ways to learn about your subject, it'll have at least three spin-off benefits. One, you're going to do better in your school or college studies as your understanding of the subject will be both broader and deeper. Two, you're going to find out if you really do want to study that subject at university. If you find yourself dreading the idea of looking at supercurricular activities for the subject you're looking to study, then maybe you need to think again and find a different subject. If, on the other hand, you find yourself getting drawn in and truly immersed in a lecture, a book or a podcast, then maybe you've found the right subject, and this will give you the confidence you need to go for it. Three, you'll have loads to write about when you put together your UCAS personal statement. By making the effort to stretch your knowledge beyond what you've studied in the classroom, you'll demonstrate that you've done your research and are motivated to study that subject. So, What specifically might you do as a supercurricular activity? Well, you might read. It could be as simple as reading more about your subject, pushing yourself to read more widely around the subject you are considering, whether it's books, journals or newspaper articles. You could read more great novels by the authors you've been studying at school. You could read more about quantum physics, about philosophy, about political history, or whatever you're most interested in. You could find relevant journals and newspapers that are related or linked to the course you're studying. Take out a subscription to The Economist, National Geographic, New Scientist or History Today. Of course, it's not all about reading. You can listen to podcasts. You can watch videos such as TED Talks. Many universities will provide excellent resources for those who are looking for more. In particular, the University of Cambridge produces an amazing list of books, websites, podcasts, places and other activities that you can do to explore the subjects. Most universities also put on Taster Days, Taster courses and Taster lectures. Some will be in person, some online, but all are designed to give you an experience of what it will be like to study that subject at university. A great place to start looking for these is unitasterdays.com. You can also find a fantastic resource for online courses over at Springpod, a huge array of short video courses from universities that explore different subjects aimed squarely at you, prospective students. Some of these even come with accreditation. You can also, of course, just go and visit places to learn more. In an ideal world, you'd visit Stratford-upon-Avon if you're into Shakespeare. You'd go to Bletchley Park if you're into computing, and the Victorian Albert in South Kensington if you're into art and design. That may not be possible for everyone, but most of you will have access to local galleries, museums, places of history and libraries. So search them out and consider it all to be part of your learning. And of course, just do it. Like Dave said, supercurricular can also be just about doing. In every corner of the world you'll find maths, coding, poetry, or essay competitions. You'll find orchestras and bands in every town. If you're a creative type, you can just draw, paint, photograph. But do it for your own interest, not just for the assignments that you are set. And note that while for an applicant to engineering, playing in an orchestra is extracurricular, for an applicant to music, it is definitely supercurricular. But wait, let's pause for a moment. What if you're listening to this and thinking Uh uh-oh, I haven't really done any supercurricular activities, and if I'm honest, I'm not really sure that I'm interested in them. What might that mean for you? Well, there are a couple of possibilities. Perhaps it's simply a sign that you are happy with what you're learning at school, and you're content to continue your education and learn what you're told to learn. Honestly, this will be fine for some of you, and provided you're diligent, it can be enough to get you into many universities. However be aware that school studies alone will only get you so far and won't get you into the most competitive courses. The really competitive universities are looking for far more motivation and intellectual curiosity than school work alone can demonstrate. Both Oxford and Cambridge universities particularly stress the importance of supercurriculars, but so do a whole host of other highly competitive universities. They want to see students who are exploring their subject further just because they want to, because they are interested and curious to learn more. If you have the aspiration to go to a really competitive university, now is the time to act on your curiosity and start to learn outside school too. There is another possibility. Perhaps not wanting to engage with learning outside school is a sign that you aren't actually as motivated and as interested in the subject as you think. Or worse still, maybe you are about to apply for a subject at university that you are not really interested in at all. Every year, huge numbers of students go on to study subjects that they aren't really interested in, often simply because they think it's what's expected of them. This is a mistake and rarely ends well. If you think this might be you, then please have a conversation with your parents, your teachers, university advisors and others who care about your choices. They can help you understand whether you are doing just fine with your choices or whether you might need a rethink. Okay. what next? Here's a few great places to find supercurricular activities. First up, unitasterdays.com does exactly what you would think. Springpod, a great place to find online courses, short and long. And finally, simply Google University of Cambridge supercurricular suggestions and you'll find a whole list of possibilities for every subject you can think of. On to this week's Did You Know. Now, depending on when you are listening, this may or may not be relevant to you. But did you know that UCAS Clearing actually opens in early July, and not just when A-level results come out? So, if you have your exam results earlier, or have taken a year out, but find yourself without a place by the end of June, you can start using the Clearing process as soon as it opens, in early July. And we'll finish off with this week's quote of the week, which comes from Adam Grant, author of the excellent book, Think Again. You can be confident in your ability to achieve a goal in the future while maintaining the humility to question whether you have the right tools in the present. That, he says, is the sweet spot of confidence. This means that you can be confident in your future, confident that you can go on and achieve great things, even if you don't know how to right now. Next week, we'll be taking a look at using ChatGPT for your personal statement. Thanks for listening. See you next time.